podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Wester is Bester from the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire. Joining me, Lee G, as always, is Big M. Martin, how are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing? Yes. Well, end of season. I, I tell you, the, the end of Scarlet season, Judgment Day, seems so long ago already. <laughs> it just, it, it's like Christmas. It was that long ago that it it just feels like so much has happened since then. But we're still, you know, junior tables, the, the community game, they're all still playing. It's... uh been a weird one isn't it yeah i know what you mean it's like it, it's, i know it's not that long ago since you know the end of the league and that semi-final with glasgow but it, it does feel like it's been an age i think it's the same you know during the internationals it feels like one week's gone by we haven't had a game like jesus we haven't played in ages what's going on but <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we have got the community game to fall back on and there, there is some good stuff in there this week yeah i mean the good thing with a community game at the minute is where they're playing midweek games and end of week games. So every day you're checking the the, the table and somebody's moving and all of this kind of stuff. It's it's fantastic yeah. stuff. And you've got some teams playing two games in two days. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. But we'll we'll come to that in a minute. Let's do some scarlet stuff first. Let's let's obviously end of season. Um, but there is a little bit of Scarlet's news, and again, it's behind the scenes. It's it's backroom stuff. So, uh, what do you make of um, Nigel Ashley Jones leaving to join Australia? It's one of the worst kept secrets down here. I think. I mean, I, I I've known myself for a few months that he was going. You know, Eddie more or less poached him as soon as he got the Australia job. You know, mm. Nigel's an Australian himself. He wasn't going to say no to going back, especially with the national team. Mm. Uh, my only concern is, uh, you know, rumours here down the grapevine is we're not replacing him like for like. We're not getting another, you know, strength and conditioning coach in. We're apparently restructuring, you know, our strength and conditioning programme and coaches to just manage what we got. So I think that's my only concern with uh, the announcement. So, so we're basically shrinking the strength and conditioning team is that uh, i mean uh, i mean this is all rumors and and what have you like you know about what we've heard and stuff but is that what you're hearing shrinking the, the uh, team i don't think we're shrinking the amount of strength and conditioning coaches i think we're just instead of replacing him with a you know someone experienced high quality we're pulling in another you know like first time graduate or something and just managing the load between everyone who's currently at the top. Joe, S and C, for me, when you're in a professional, if you're a professional sportsman, no matter what, whether it's rugby or football or whatever, you know, your S and C is so important, and your physio. You know, it is, it is so important. And then you, I, you know, I'm kind of I'm in an hour in between. Is it really, really important to have, uh, uh, you know, a well-known, respected person in charge of the SNC program, or is that a more of a player responsibility, an individual responsibility, where everybody kind of pushes it to the max? Do, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a a level where 
it's your responsibility to get you fit sort of a thing at the lower levels. So certainly at the lower levels, that's the way it works. And I yeah. don't know how much effect he's had, really. Yeah, well, I think it's more of the knowledge that they bring wow. and the fact that these are elite sports people. They are already, they, by the time they hit into any sort of senior professional rugby, you know, their fitness levels should be pretty high. And it's pushing through those barriers to get even better. And that's where, you know, I, I think the strength and conditioning coaches, that's where they find their worth. They mm. find a way to get someone who is, you know, maybe they think they're at 100%, but you, you find an extra 2 3% on that with all these different methods and, and different ways around it. That's where I think their worth comes from. And, you know, 100% agreeing with you, you know, strength and conditioning physios, you know, I, I, I'd i probably say I, I'd want to make sure they are my, you know, my my best members of my backroom staff. Because as long as your players are fit and healthy, they can play. You know, yeah. it, it, if they're not, if they're on the bloody sidelines or their fitness isn't up to scratch, it doesn't matter who your bloody coaches are. They can't do nothing with them. No, exactly. If you're sat at home watching a game, uh, you're not much use to anyone. Uh, same as us. We're, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're sat at home watching the game, really not much use to anybody. But so what do you make of, you know, we've lost strength and conditioning coach, forwards coach, uh, assistant coach, attack coach, however you want to phrase uh, Lee Blackett, whatever he was. That's a lot of backroom people to to get rid of. And quite a lot of physios have come and gone through the season. Well, you know, I've not heard of any um, unhappiness or, or anything like that. It is just, you know, that's the way it is. But to lose that many people at the same time is quite... Um, quite a lot of upheaval, do you think? Yeah, it, it it does seem that way. I mean, if you just go onto the Scarlet's page at a minute, you can see we're recruited an extra strength and conditioning coach and we're recruiting three physiotherapists. And for, for my own liking, you know, it's the off-season now. This is where your physiotherapist, you know, this is where they make the money. This is where they make sure these players are wound down properly and then wound back up exactly mm. right for the new season so to be needing to recruit three of them at this stage of the year I, I think is you know it, it puts you in a bit of a, a tricky position mm. um, when we come to the, the you know the main coaching team you know Blackett was always temporary there was a hope that he would stay but you know it was, we always knew that he wanted a head coach job so it's a little bit annoying that he has gone for another assistant role but mm. at the same time, you know, he didn't set on any routes over here. He was traveling every day. So, you know, somewhere closer to home is, you know, the obvious it's move for him. him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, ben Frank's leaving. That was common knowledge. He was always leaving. Uh, you know, I think at some point, at, you know, last summer, he said this was his last year with us. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was in one of the, you know, one of the socials, one of the meetings. I wasn't like out in the media or nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, Nigel Ashley, yeah, that that was a bit of a, a surprise a couple of months ago, and you know that is totally down to Eddie Jones getting the Australia job. You know he doesn't get that job, Nigel stays here. It's it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So two of them, we have obviously been looking for replacements. You know, a contingency with Blackett, and we've been looking for an out and out replacement for Franks for most of the season, and then 
you know, Nigel Ashley, like I said, as far as I know, we're not even replacing him like for like. We're just going to restructure and, you know, give responsib- his responsibilities to other strength and conditioning coaches. Mm. And given all the other upheaval in Welsh rugby this season, you could kind of do without it. You know, at the, at the end of the season, you could kind of do with just focusing on players and, and what have you. But it is what it is. You know, it may be an opportunity to restructure and and do things a bit differently and find a better way of doing it. But uh, yeah. it's it's a shame we have shame we haven't had the announcement. But then, what's the rush? You know, we're we're not kicking off again until the end of October. So pre-season, I think, is first week of September or something like that. So there's no massive yeah. rush in it. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be nice for us fans to know when, you know, we we are the ones that are always left in limbo. And, you know, I yeah, I think the Scarlets have got a long way to go with us fans and communicating mm. with us better because mm. you know, being a Scarlet fan is just, it's not the best at the minute, you know. <laughs> but um, all that aside, we have had a, a small bit of uh, good news for one of our players. Um, Harry Williams has been selected for the Great Britain seven squads for the last two legs of the seven series. So, you know, well mm. done to the boy and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. Yeah. And Fafita as well has been named in the URC uh, team of the season as well, which, uh, you know, for his first season with us, uh, yellow cards aside, I thought he's, uh, you know, he's been superb. But... You know, it's again straight away. Whenever we mention Fafita and Lousy and stuff like that, my head straight away goes to two-year contract, and that's up at the end of next season. And you know, are we going to be able to keep them? But I think yeah, uh, it's just one of them things, and we we were always going to be in this sport. The only the only thing I don't like about it is that him hey, and Lousy are you know set to renew at the same time. I, I would have hoped that they could have bloody juggled us or, mm. you know, we only have to focus on keeping one. We only have to find money for one, but no, we've got no. to find money for two. But, you know, on, on the plus side, I, I well, I know it's not a plus side. We have got quite a few older boys who are at the end of their career who are earning, you know, a fair whack. And mm. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to retire at the end of next season. And I, I'm, I'm talking about the likes of Jonathan Davis, Ken Owens, you know, Gareth Davis. These are, you know, Lions quality players who are mm. at the tail end of the career. So they are going to be on a lot of money. So, you know, my only my only hope mm. is that if they do retire, that money can be used to, if we can't keep both of them, then at least replace, keep one and uh, replace with another, you know, quality overseas signing. Yeah. And one thing I'm a little bit, uh, surprise that is we've been in the market all season for second row, back row, kind of a, a, a another replacement for for Fita essentially, um, that similar type of player, and then James Ratty gets released by Cardiff, who is back row, second row. He's a big, bulky, heavy ball carrier. Um, he's athletic. He fits into the way we play the game very well. Um, and all the rumours are he's going back to the Ospreys, who really don't need another back rower. And 
I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't at least made the call. You know, do, you, do you know what I mean? I, I think we have made the call. I think everyone's made a call. I know Cardiff made an offer to keep him as well. Mm. But you know, he is originally an Ospreys boy. So if there's an offer there, I, I can understand him going. And as good as a player as Ratty is, I don't think he fits the mould of what we desperately need. We need an enforcer-style second row. And he, he has got a good bit of size about him, but I, I don't think he plays that way. He is, like you said, he's another athletic-style back row 6'8". You know, mm. he is basically the, a, a Welsh Fafita, not to the same standard uh, at the minute. But that and that's not what we're looking for. We need the bulk. We need someone with who's maybe two inches taller than Morgan Jones and an extra 15 kilos. You know, that would be absolutely ideal for me. Well, what you're saying is, can we have Jake Ball back, please? <laughs> A little bit. Can, can we have Jake Ball at 24 years old, please? <laughs> yeah. it's. I, I still think, I know, I mean, he left at the same time as Tad Byrne. And you just think, you know, those losing those two has been a massive, massive blow to to the way we play there. I, I don't think people rated Jake Ball for the work that he did in no, the tights. Do you know what I mean? He was absolutely outstanding. You know, the, the way he, he marshaled the contact area. That's the, only, that's the best way I can use to describe him. He hmm. controlled that area. He was, I, I know we call Ken the sheriff, but, you know, Jake Ball was the sheriff of the ruck. You know, yeah. you put a toe, if they put a toe out the line, he, he was in there, he was sorting them out. And, you know, that is the style of player we need. You know, no nonsense, nice and bulky, smash a few people to the side. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have some announcements about backroom and everything else uh, in the coming weeks. But, uh, say, with uh, no great rush on it at the minute, so don't hold your breath. Because, uh, I say, Scarlet's... Um, uh, social media teams at the minute are not really renowned for pumping a lot of news out at, at, the, at the minute. So, okay, let's um, let's move on to the community game then. Yes, good stuff. Because <laughs> what an insane week! I I know for some of these clubs, it's uh, it's a real pain in the backside. Um, just trying to get a team out on a Wednesday night and then again on a Friday night and then again on a following Monday and, um, you know, managing squads, managing buses, managing supporters and all of this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's had its own challenges. But from a supporter's point of view, you know, wow, this this is the way you want the end of season to be, isn't it? Yeah, when you're not, you know, they're waiting on you, but your local team to go. Okay, we're playing tomorrow now. We gotta go. You know, it's 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 just from when you're sitting back and you're watching the results come in. You're on Twitter. You like, you know, your Tuesday, Wednesday night when these games are going on as well. You're like just watching the scores come in as you're going about your day, and oh, just seeing some of them is brilliant. And you look, like um, if I use uh, was it this week? Nant Gredig and Kidwelly. Yeah. You know, that was. That was insane, you know, just seeing the, uh, the, you know, the scores coming back and forth. Oh, that that, that was brilliant for me because I, I was just there and I was just, like, I'm not watching nothing. I'm not seeing it live. I'm just waiting every few minutes. Give me an update. Give me a score. Give me an update. Because I was just, <laughs> it was brilliant. 
I remember when I was very, very young, must have been very, very young, um, watching British Lion scores on teletext and CFAX. And you're just sitting there and you're waiting for the page to update. You know, it used to go round in a loop. Yeah, I and you, you had to wait for it to come round and then you go, yeah, and, and there'd be like another three minutes before you get a score update and stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's that kind of feeling, isn't it? And the bit that annoys me with the the way small clubs do social, like it's it's obviously somebody who's part of the coaching team or this, that and the other, you know, and, and fair play to them for doing it while the, the game is going. But they don't post a final score or some of them don't post a final score. So it'd be like two minutes to go and we're three points up and and then nothing. And then, well, did they did they score? Is at the end of the game? And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, hang on, three minutes to go. And that was 10 minutes ago. What's what's going on? And whoever's doing their Twitter feed is he's in the pub. But yeah, it's it's always my, like Scarlet's used to do it and Wales on uh, Rugby Online used to do it. And I'm sitting there now like, just put that right final score is blah 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 and then bugger off to the pub. But yeah, yeah. just write FT. That's all you gotta do. Two letters. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll we'll do it for you. So anyway, let's let's have a look at the championship. So um key results in the championship this week. So it there's been a full I say full, there's been virtually a full midweek um so there were four games midweek in the championship this week but if we go back to last weekend first of all so Narbeth were away in Trabanos and you know when you look at where they are in the table you know Trabanos really shouldn't have been troubling um, Narbeth but they gave them a right torrid game and, and they were in the lead you know the lead changed back and forth and Trabanas were in the lead right up until you know five minutes from the end albeit from an Arbuth mistake you know a, a, a silly pass interception what have you um, and that gave Trabanas the, the chance to to go into the lead but fair play to them they came back and they came back and showed a lot of guts showed a lot of determination to come away with a 17-15 win last Saturday. Um, so, yeah, you know, nice one sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, hard fought more than anything. I, I, I yeah. didn't get a chance to look at the team that they named, but I, I'm assuming there would have been a couple of regulars missing from that, you know, for that game. And it's, it's not all completely over, you know. I think there's another game against Chabanos to come for Narbath. So, you know. Yeah, well, this is where it gets really confusing now because um, so Cross Keys played on Saturday as well. They lost to Cardiff Met. And that's kind of key because Cardiff Met are above Narbeth, Cross Keys were below Narbeth. But then Cross Keys played Neath again last night and they lost. That's two games they've lost in a week and no bonus points, no nothing. Um, Pontypool won last night. They won again on. Did Pontypool play on the weekend? No. Ah, uh, this is where it gets. You've got to look down and you've got to go. Who was playing and who wasn't? And oh, I love this. <laughs> I love it. This is brilliant. This is. Yeah, so, I, th- I but, think Pontypool are up now, and they. 
Yeah, I think Pontypool and no Neath haven't been confirmed, have they? Because they need another. They need another five points, I believe. Yeah, because Bargoid are like one point behind, but Neath have got two games in hand on Bargoid. So, yeah, and then so Narbeth. So we were saying, you know, Narbeth could make fifth. I think we said. So, yeah. Uh, third, fourth, so Cardiff currently in fifth, Narbeth in sixth, uh, seven points between them, but Narbeth have got two games in hand. Uh, so that that must be Cardiff Met season then. That's... Yeah, the Cardiff Met, they've, their final game I think is on Saturday against Pontypool. So I can't imagine them doing anything in that game. So mm. you know that's going to finish them on 70 points. Um, cross keys, they've got to play Neath again. Oof. So you know, that's another game that I, I can't see them winning. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Cardiff match result was the big one. You know, I thought cross keys were the main contenders to really knock Narbeth out to the fifth place contention. But yeah. that loss to Cardiff Met has really shook things around. And, you know, it's all in Narbeth's hands now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they got three, okay, they're not simple games, but. You know, away to Tata Steel, away to Glamorgan Wanderers, and then home to Drabanos, Narba's final three games. Mm. All three very winnable games, and that is literally all they have to do. Don't need to worry about bonus points, nothing like that. Win your games, and, you know, they're finishing as high as they possibly can at this stage. Yeah, and you'd like to think that with those with those run-in of games, that should be you know, crank it up sort of a time. So at home against Trabanos, I'd expect a better performance, in all honesty. Uh, Glamorgan Wanderers, Narbeth played them a couple of weeks ago and gave them a bit of a bit of a spanking. And Tata Steel have struggled all season, done well to even just put a team out for some of it, but not won a game. Uh, yeah, Tata Steel not won a game all season. So you'd, you'd like to think that, you know, there's a couple of bonus points there. Um, Astrid run that are probably too far away, but you know, finishing fifth in that league, I think that's a, a an excellent finish for for Narbeth if they finish fifth in that league this year. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's more or less that everyone has improved. Mm. So for the fact that they've kept the same finishing position from last season is, I, I know it might not look at anything if you just put on paper last season fifth, this season fifth. But, you know, all the teams around them have improved massively. Yeah. And, you know, now, but they, they're going to be bitterly disappointed with themselves over the season. There's been quite a few silly results where, you know, they could have very easily, you know, won games and potentially put themselves in contention for finishing third, mm. which uh, I know it looks a, a bit of a stretch at the minute, but, you know, that's that's the sort of things we're talking about. There was just four or five games where they just, didn't switch on for the entire game, which is really unfortunate. But, you know, the prospect mm. now with the championship split in and, you know, finishing fifth, only Bargoid and Astrodron that are going to be ahead of them in this championship. And mm. they are both going to be in the East section. So they are looking to be the strongest team in the championship West going into next season. So yeah. an opportunity for a title and potential, if the premiership is still going in its current format, to go up to the Premier <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're jumping too far ahead there with Welsh rugby, mate. I wouldn't start predicting anything within Welsh rugby beyond the, the end of next week, I'll be honest. But, I like uh, to be positive. I like to look at the potential. 
Well, let's have a look at One West then, because... Oh, um, Christ. This, uh, let, let's, let's just make this clear. It's been, <laughs> ten, it's been 10 days since we recorded last, and when we recorded, Krimich were undefeated. Yeah. Looking to go on and win the title. And in that time, they've lost two games and been awarded a walkover for the weekend. Yeah, so, well, so it was the third. Yeah, so we we, we recorded and put it out before Crimmick Newcastle Emlyn kicked off. So Newcastle Emlyn beat Crimmick thirty seven fourteen in Crimmick, and we we all thought that 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 was the game for Crimmick to really if they if they nailed that one they were job done. So uh, yeah, that was the third. Game on the fourth walkover between Vellenboyle and Schleswig Wanderers. Um, on the sixth, so that was Saturday. I said, I've got to work out what days they are now. On the sixth, so Hendy gave Pembroke a bit of a tonkin. Uh, Whitland walkover. Uh, Aberystwyth had a, a walkover against Whitland. Gowerton then beats Newcastle Emlyn. Yeah, that's. I, that's- Nobody that, that, saw that coming. That that result, you know, that that really piqued my interest. <laughs> just because obviously Newcastle Emlyn, they they beat Crimmich, you know, in the midweek. Fine, it's done. But you know, Crimmich still have an opportunity to go on and finish second. Mm. Because you know, Newcastle Emlyn, they just fall short for whatever reason. And then the game against Langenef, and it's. With 27-12, thank goodness. As, like you say, and we've been talking about this for the last four or five weeks, where you could see those three kind of separating. And we were looking at the end of the season. We were looking at the running, and we were going, Krimich, Newcastle, Emily, Newcastle, Emily, Krimich. Oh, this is fantastic. And it's turning out to be exactly what we wanted it to be. You know, you, you genuinely don't know between those three who's going to be top of the table and who's not you know it's it's well, really now, fantastic well now we do we know Stangenic have won the lead now so you know it's have they it's, though because Krimic yeah, had a walkover last night against Leslie yeah, Wanderers yeah they've maxed out it's 22 games Newcastle Emlyn can only get to 91 and Stangenic are on 94 oh is that what it is oh I had another round of games in my head so yeah, yes, of course no. it is. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. If we go back two months ago to when I was saying, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I think Klangenic might be a bit too strong. I think with the games in Ireland, <laughs> I think they're gonna do it. And then I switched. I was bouncing for Krimich again, and yeah. I was like, why didn't I trust myself? Like I, I knew, I knew this was coming, but you know, uh, I'm I mean, just, uh, I'm heartbroken from. I mean, what a week to be a Krimich supporter. It's, <sighs> Yeah, but you know, I think the the thing in that league now is that I mean the top is the top is what it is. It's been fantastic, great end to the season, but the bottom four sides: Hendy, Whitland, Pencroud, and Pembroke. Bearing in mind, this is Division One West. Okay, so we're not talking about village sides and all of that kind of stuff. All four of those sides have had points deducted because of games not played so you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of positivity in that that league but then there's also a fair bit of 
you know, something something's not quite right. Do you know what I mean? Something's not. Yeah, quite... I mean, all all four of them have had four points deducted from what I can see, and I I don't know how the WRU work it out with the uh, with the sanctions because mm. I I know quite a few teams you know have you know forfeited games and not been punished. Mm. I mean, look at Murphy Wanderers; they they forfeited you know a good couple of games now and. There's no deduction for them, mm. so it's you know it's it's just one of them. You know, it's, I, I'd like to know the workings out and everything. Who decides these things? Mm. But it, it doesn't change the table at all. Regardless, you know they are the bottom four for a reason. Yeah, and you know, next season they're going to be in the middle teams, the mid-table teams. You know, so uh, it, it's, mm. it's it's going to be interesting just to see if they can get sides out again. Yeah, because yeah. You know, we've been, we were talking from the start of the season. You know what is this Whitland side, and it, it seems to be falling apart now. Mm. With you know, it's, it's it's not nice to see. It's not it's not nice to you know see it with mm. like you said with the village teams, mm. let, let alone with a club that is as, as got a fair bit of history and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But so there are still a couple of games left in Division One West. Um, yeah. So we've got Newcastle, Emlyn and Velen Boyle on Friday? Saturday. What day is it today? The 11th, Thursday. All right, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, oh, God. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be you, sending you to the doctor now, <laughs> checking you out for dementia or something. This isn't good. Uh, it's, it's the bank holidays mess with my head, man. So, uh, yeah, so Newcastle, Emlyn, Velen, Voyle, you put that down as a comfortable win for Newcastle, Emlyn. And... Yeah, and if they win that game, that guarantees them second. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a nice, prestigious way to end the season. Mm. And then the only other game uh, this weekend is uh, Hendy against Aberystwyth. And, you know, Aberystwyth, you kind of expect them to be having a bit better season but you know they're, they're not really going to trouble anyone so they're going to end up in one two three four five six you know one way or another they i suppose i suppose uh that no if velin Voyle beat newcastle emlyn then they might be able to overtake aberystwyth but i can't see that happening so yeah, yeah. you know velin Voyle, they forfeited a game what last week so it's yeah. just, just hoping that they, they get a team out. Yeah. And then there is one more game on the 17th. Nestle Wanderers, Pen Cloud. I can't see that game going ahead because, you say Pen Cloud and Nestle Wanderers are both forfeited games over the last couple of weeks. So it's a game of chicken. Who's going to forfeit first? Yeah, well, yeah, it is, <laughs> isn't it? That's that's the way it is. And that will wrap up um, Division 1 West. So... Division Two West. Oh, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. Oh, so, I love this league. I love this league so much. It, 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 it's something we're literally, you know, most teams one or two games, you know, to complete this season, and we still got six teams in the running for promotion. It is brilliant. And you, you almost like you enjoy being part of it, but then there's also a bit where you go in. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not enjoying the the fact that you could go from third down to fifth and all of this kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a real tense 
finish uh, uh, to end to the season. So there are, let's see, there's Milford, Burryport, and Kidwelly, who are all on 19 games, yeah, um, which is a, a, a little bit bizarre. So if we just, this is going to be a bit weird now because we'll flick between results and fixtures. So we, we, were, we were up to the second. So last Saturday, Burryport played against Milford Haven. <laughs> That's important. Burryport played Milford last Saturday. And won 30-15, okay? In Milford. In Milford. Now, flip that round, because they're playing again tonight in Bury Port. And if we look at the results, last night... <laughs> last night, Bury Port beat Carmarthen Athletic on a walkover. <laughs> I mean, how insane is that for a, a, an end to the season where... You know, Carmarthen Athletic played last Saturday, should have played last night, and should be playing on Saturday as well. Um, yeah, just insane, insane. Anyway, let's let's have a look at last Saturday's uh, results. So, Tembi comfortable win away in Carmarthen Athletic. I think that was uh, yeah, that kind of that gives them the confidence to go into the last game of the season now. Fishguard had a walkover against Tickroyce, which. If you're fish guard, you'll take that every day of the week. That's that's fantastic. You know, you've got to love that. And then the Big game, game, the game of this round, Nant Gareddig and Kidwelly. So Kidwelly are in second, Nant Gareddig in fifth, and Nant Gareddig turned them over. You know, so thirty-two thirty sounded like a fantastic game. Ah. Oh. But, like I said, I was watching it on Twitter and it, it was unreal. You know, Kidwelly got off to a stormer. You know, they I, I think there was something like 15 nil up and then Nankaredig turned around. You know, they went into halftime 16-15 up. But, uh, you know, Kidwelly were, really weren't having none of that. They've raced back into the lead. You know, they got, I think it was something like 23-20. And no, not twenty three twenty. What was it? Oh, it's not important. Back there. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they were Kidwelly scored a try, so it would have been not twenty two. Would have been twenty two sixteen. And then they got another try and a penalty, so they're like thirty points to sixteen, I think it was. And I was there saying, yes, this is it. This is Nankaredig. They're getting no points from this game. That means that Tembi have got a nice clear run. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to worry about, you know, their last game. And then they went and put another 16 points on the board and they ran up 32-30 winners. Mm. Oh, probably the worst description of a game and a scoreline you'll ever <laughs> But that's but, the way it is at the end of the season. It, it is so back and forth and all of this. I, I'm loving it. I, I'm loving... I love the fact that Kidwelly lost, you know, that because that almost... Uh, they can Tembi catch them? Not really, can they? No, no, no. This, uh, that that result, you know, Ponte de Lice are you know firmly champions now. Mm. So you know that that one game as as messed everything up. It's allowed Ponte de Lice to have a nice little relax. Now they've won the league, which mm. doesn't bode well considering the fixtures for Tembi coming up. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, Nant Gredig is still, still in with a shout of uh, third place. Well, so, so were Mumbles. You know, yeah. Mumbles on 67 points. Mumbles played uh, Lacha last night and won 31-25. Again, quite a close game. But you look at where that leaves the table now. So you've got Tembi in third place on 68 points, played 21 games. Mumbles in fourth, uh, 21 games, 67 points. Nanka Reddig in fifth, 20 games played, 64 points. And then Bury Port, logistically, could they? So 59 points. Bury Port and Nanka Reddig can both finish on 74. Mumbles, I think, can finish on 72. And Tembi can finish on 73. But this is why this weekend is absolutely massive in this league. Because in that top six, four of them are against each other. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's Barry Port and Kidwelly. It's a local derby. You know, <laughs> Kidwelly, they still need a point to guarantee promotion. Because like mm. we said, they're on 74 points. But but both Barry Port and Nant Reddig can get to that. So they, mm. need, they need to put Barry Port down. That's, that's what they've got to do. So no, Kidwell, Buddyport, Kidwelly, Kidwelly need to win to go up. Kidwelly do this and knocks Buddyport out of promotion. That's it. Good news for the NBA. Then mm. the other game, Mumbles, Ponte de Lice. So Mumbles, another one in contention, mm. but Ponte de Lice, they are champions. Uh, are they un- are they undefeated or have they only lost the one game? I, I think they're undefeated, aren't they? No, I'm pretty no, sure they one game. The oh, yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. Yes. Yeah, so they've gone all season losing just one game. Mm. I think they're going to want to keep that record and finish on a high. So, you know, fingers crossed, Ponte de Lice, do Mumbles. That's Mumbles' last game. That's them out of, the promo- out of the promotion battle. So it literally runs down to Tembi and Nantgredig. On the final game now, of the season. Yeah. Yeah, but but this weekend as well is Carmarthen Athletic against Nankaredig. And I know, you know, Tembi done a number on them last week. They forfeited a game in midweek. But they were three, four miles apart. This is another local derby. This could get ugly. You know, I'm really hoping for Carmarthen to do a number on them. I'm not expecting it, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we go into this final <laughs> round with Tembi don't have to do nothing. But uh, you know, it, it it is what it is at this stage. It, it's just it is really exciting, and you know, you, you should be able to hear it in my voice. And <laughs> well, Kamarin, so they they Kamarin Athletic play Nankaredig uh, this weekend. Then next midweek they play Kidwelly away. So you know they're playing all the teams at the top of the table as well. And they could actually, you know, if they turned both of those sides over, that's a massive effect on on that Tembi game against Nankaredic. So, yeah, you've got to love this. You? You've got to, I mean, coming down to the end of the season and almost, you know, these last games are going to be watching minute by minute and just going, 
almost like, remember the old Diddy printer? And you'd get in the score updates coming through and all of that kind of I'm stuff. Not old, but... <laughs> you missed out on life with the Diddy printer, mate. The, 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 the little old bloody, it must have been a, a DOS 2 system or maybe even a DOS system where you could just Does anyone this... actually know what you're talking about right now? Because <laughs> On grandstand, used to be on grandstand on a Saturday afternoon, and it would just go like, did, 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 and and you'd have like run the diddy print, and then it was the diddy print would start going nuts and all this kind of stuff. So, and you're watching like as scores come in and and all that. It's the same now. Just back in those days, it used to be this tiny little uh, green and and grey screen. With his little flashing thing in the corner, going, and and then when it started moving, everyone would get excited because you know there's a score coming in or something. That's how this last weekend is going to be. It's going to be, um, everybody's going to be tuning into each other's games. Uh, everybody's going to hope that they've got it all done and dusted before. But yeah, that definitely that Tembi Nankaredi game. That's what it comes. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. And uh, yeah, loving that. Loving the way that it's it's finishing. I wouldn't want to be a coach. I, I wouldn't want to be Alid right now. With oh, God, right. yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, boy, he's already had. I had some heartbreak this season. He couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> He'd be great. He'd be as great as I am by the end of the season. I'm telling you. Right. Let's uh, let's have a look at three west a so again uh let's have a look let's go back to last may 3rd that's when we did our last pod wouldn't it yeah so that night sinclair's played nayland 45 nil nothing wrong there we're all on board with sinclair's being amazing second time this season that nayland have failed to score i think that's their concern there Everything's looking rosy. Then we come into Saturday, St. Clair's oh. Lampeter, first v. second. And this is the one that we were saying, you know, this is why it's getting juicy. Every single league has got fixtures like this in at the minute. Fantastic. And we've been saying how amazing St. Clair's have been all season. They were at home. Lampeter 28, St. Clair's 24. Um, I mean, come on, man. That is that that was a result that I, I wasn't quite I knew it was gonna be close. We knew it was gonna be close. Mm. But we, we didn't expect it to go over the away side. But you know, it's they got the bonus point St. Clair's did, and that could mean absolutely everything when it comes to this weekend, because it's not mm. over between these two yet. Well, you've then got on last Saturday as well, Aberayron, who've had an up and down season against Lan. Lan have had a pretty good season. And Abbey Run turned over Lan quite comfortably, 44-27. And you're like, you know, this this fourth third, you know, is you know, Lan were comfortably ahead of them, but mm. this game, that game did did flip it a bit and, you know, it, it's an outside shot, but you know, Abbey Run could overtake Lan in the table now, which, you know, is Highly unlikely, you know, given that uh, you know Lan have got to play someone else who's below them. But you know, it, it, it leads to a brilliant end of season. Hmm. Well, 
we we also then got another game on Saturday. Santa Brother forty three, Pembroke Dock Quinns thirty six. Just in terms of entertainment value, forty three thirty six for a teams that are both kind of down the bottom of the league. You know, both would have expected to be higher than where they are. Um, you know, fantastic just to have that kind of game at the end of the season. Yeah, almost a point a minute. That's bloody brilliant stuff. You know what I mean? You you got to when end of season, you can't get relegated or nothing. You've got nothing else to do. Let's have a good game. Let's just play yeah. around. Let's see what rugby really can do. And that's that's what you love from your local side, from your village mm. teams. Just what you do. You play rugby in its finest form. <laughs> so then we move to Tuesday night. Uh, Nayland at home to Lampeter. Lampeter won 42-12. Then we move to Wednesday night. And we've got Aberaeron out of walkover against the Quins and St. Clair's. So they must have played that game, St. Clair's against St. David's, because they yeah. won 36-0. Uh, just to get from St. Clair's to St. David's with a full team on a Wednesday night at this point of the season, you know, fair play. Yeah, but they need it. They're still in the hunt for the title. Well, you now look at... Um, so we're resulting for this weekend... Lang- no, not this weekend. Oh, that's the weekend after. Oh, Langham, I've had enough. Langham, we've gone on the piss. We're (laughs) fast-forwarding a week and a half into the future to pick this result out just for you guys listening. So, uh, Lampard have had a walkover against Langham, um, which now means, as we stand going into this weekend, and we'll have a look at this weekend in a minute, Sinclair's are on top, 21 games played, 95 points. Lampeter... 20 games played, 94 points. And I think that's why that Langham game was important because, you know, walkover, full bonus points, blah, blah, blah. It it gives us that kind of, you know, this is where we are sort of a thing. But one thing that we need to note by here Mm -hmm. is that St. Clair's have won 20 games and Mm -hmm. Lampeter have won 19. And the first tiebreaker when it comes to being tied on points is games won. So mm. this that could become very, very crucial this weekend. But if Lampeter win their game in hand, they'd go above St Clair's anyway. So they'd be. Yeah, but, but we got we still got the St Clair's Lampeter rematch to get through. All right, so let's let's go down the league. So we <laughs> Lampeter in second place, twenty games played, ninety four points. So it's between those two. Lan twenty one games played. 81 points, and then Aberaeron on 21 games played, 78 points. So there's still a little bit between those two. And then we go Haverford West on 66 points, Nayland 55, Cardigan 48, St. David's 43, Quinns on 20, Langham 13, Clannaber the 9, Tregaran down the bottom, minus 1. Yeah. You know, there's, there's still things to, to play for. So the end yeah. of the season um, looks like I, I haven't I haven't kind of I haven't had this confirmed yet, mm. but uh, you know the promotion scenario in three West A and B is a is a little bit skewy mm. because it's the best second place team. Now if we look over to three West B, the second place team it can only get eighty three points. Mm. So both Lampeter and St Clair's are miles above that. Hmm. So, uh, I if I think I'm right, 
in thinking that both Sinclairs and Lambert are being promoted. Yeah, you would have expected so because it's Trim Saren that could, but they they've only got one game left, haven't they? Trim Saren they can only get eighty three points, and that's Levin yeah. and Lampard now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, must be, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's about winning that 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 league. So the last weekend of well, the last couple of days of this division then so <clears throat> this weekend cardigan at home against the quins and then so cardigan against quins i'm gonna go cardigan win i'd love to see the quins pull something out at the end of the season i really would because the boys deserve it um but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen it is what it is this it'll be a nice game for these guys to finish this season off if i, I think that's cardigan's last game i, I think yeah yeah we've got another one but let's get on to the, the firecracker. Let's get on to the big one. So, Lampeter at home to Sinclair's this Saturday. Winner takes all-ish, kind of. Yeah. Um, I think oh, they, the bit after this. So, if, if Sinclair's win... Sinclair's need to finish this match five match points above Lampeter. Hmm. So... If Lampeter get a bonus point, Sinclair's need a bonus point. Mm. If Lampeter get two bonus points, it's in Lampeter's hands. You know, it, mm. if Sinclair's want to win this title, they need to win this game and win it with a bonus point by eight points. Uh, by and, eight. Yeah, and they need to stop Lampeter from getting uh, any bonus points, try bonus points or uh, runners-up bonus points sort of a thing. Okay. Um Sinclair's win this and they finish level on points. Sinclair's win the league on games one. That's yeah. That's yes, something I would earlier. But it's hard. Oh, a week ago, 28-24 in Sinclair's. <laughs> and you know, they, they couldn't have they couldn't have made this any better because I think this was one of the games that got you know rearranged because you know of the Queen passing away. And as much as it annoyed me at the time of having another day off, you know, kids home from school just after summer, you know, this has worked out lovely. This, yeah. And unreal, you know, one literally eight days, two first and second, twice. Yeah, this is what you want. And as you a club, club administrator, this is going to drive you around the bend, you know, trying to get teams together, trying to get the logistics together to play these. But as a supporter, this is, you know, just fantastic. We should say, so after Lampeter St. Clair's on Saturday, there are games next week. So Lampeter away in Tregaron. Tregaron are on minus one points. Lampeter should be tossed. So you can't really see Tregaron disturbing Lampeter there. And then Aberir on St. David's midweek as well. I can't see St. David's turning the side out for that, I'll be honest. And then next Saturday on the 20th, uh, Quinn's at home to, to Garon. I hope to Garon turn up and play the game because the, the trip home after that, last game of the season, hopefully some nice weather, fancy dress, last game of the season, nothing really on it. I mean, that's a pub crawl and a half. That's a four o'clock in the morning finish, um, and you're starting at the Quins. You're not you're not leaving the Quins until about nine ten o'clock at night. Trust me. So I hope that that let Tregaron make that last game of the season something quite special for them, just to 
you know, remember remember that season where we finished the game. We finished the season away at the Quins, and uh, we didn't get home until four o'clock in the morning, and six of us got arrested, and three of us ended up in Ireland. Do you remember that game? You know, that's the kind of way you want to finish the season if you're Tregaron at, at this uh, at this point. So. But let's not take away from the rugby side of it. Lampard to Sinclair's is we yes, that's the key one. That's the big one. Oh, you went off on one hell of a tangent then, mate. That was brilliant. When I used to play cricket many, many years ago, and we had an end of season cricket do, and I I kind of went to it, um, but I'd already started playing rugby. You know, rugby season had started back and what have you. So I I kind of I played the game in the afternoon and then I went to the presentation in the evening and I couldn't really stay very long because various bits of me were falling off. And then I caught up with some of the boys the morning after and I was like, oh, so that was a presentation. And they were like, oh, that's great. But uh, we lost a couple of boys. And I'm like, what do you mean? You, what do you mean you lost a couple of boys? A couple of boys ended up on the ferry to Ireland. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you? They said, yeah, they just, they got to about two, three o'clock in the morning. And uh, well, they got to about midnight. Uh, they were like, "Oh, we want to keep going." And they said, "No, no, bars closed, boys. Off you go." So they, they went down and jumped on the ferry and went over to Ireland and suggested so they could keep drinking on the ferry. <laughs> they came back home at like six o'clock in the morning. And now, like, yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's about the way a, a, an end of season do should be, you know. But that was the cricket boys. That was. Uh, and I, I could tell you some stories about the cricket boys that make the rugby boys look amateur. Trust me. So, anyway, <laughs> digress. <laughs> so, um, it's going to be a fantastic end to the season, and um, just what we're looking for. Just uh, you know, just the way we want to do it. So, all well and good. All well and good. So, what I'm going to say now, yeah is we, we're going to do some like a, a review of the season and what have you in a couple of weeks time when, when everything's finished we'll do a proper review of the season we'll do a review of the scarlet season we'll do a review of the uh, community season and, and what have you but if anybody knows any players that fancy a chat yeah regardless of all coaches from either from scarlet or anyone you know we just want to do a bit through the summer of having a chat with people and players and all of those kind of things. So if anybody fancies it, drop us a line. We'll do some more on social media between now and then anyway, but drop us a line because, uh, yeah, give us something to talk about over off season then, won't it? Yeah. Otherwise it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a drawn on. Well, <laughs> I, I've still got a list of, of conversations that me and you have had through the season and we go right well we'll leave that until the end of the season we'll, we'll oh, leave that until Lord. rugby's finished so if we yeah if we don't get anybody on we're gonna have to start going through things like why we haven't got a scarlet's ladies side we're gonna have to go through tackle height we're gonna have to go through um Mental Please. health support. We're going to have to go through um, concussion, uh, college structure, um, structure of the leagues. And then we get on to the WIU stuff. That's before we get on to the off-field stuff. So, yeah, we've got a lot to go through. We've got a lot to go through, mate. Uh, the WIU uh, makes Welsh rugby you know, very, very interesting. It gives us <laughs> enough material to laugh at the summer. <laughs> 
how yeah. long summer is going to be. And if, before we start with the World Cup, and then we go into the season, and before you know it, we'll be sitting here going like, well, that was a fun season again, wasn't it? <laughs> so, right. I think we're all done, Matt. I think we're finished. And uh, Or have I missed something again? Have I missed something that we were going to talk about? No, I... No, I, I think, you know, we've got everything. The only thing we haven't done is touch on the URC playoffs. But, you know, I think people yeah. already know that if they're interested, you know, Stormers corner in one semi-final, Leinster Munster in the other. Mm. Should be cracking games. Three Irish sides in the last four. It's... Uh... That's yeah. something else that we can talk about through the summer, mate. Because... <laughs> We all have our theories. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. But it's been great as always, mate. I shall catch up with you again next week. And uh, yeah, we'll, hopefully no bank holidays next week. So we'll be able to do it a lot earlier. So, yeah. Yay. Absolutely <laughs> school on a Monday. I'm loving it. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. All right, mate. All the best. Cheers, bud. Ta-da. You have been listening to the Westerer is Bestera podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS. Find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is besterer. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.